0: Profit is not cash. I'm just saying, I'm going to launch a Facebook ad today. Everyone
1: can only handle
0: I feel like we need to stop putting ourselves in
1: restrictions. What do you actually want out of your business? You're listening to Forest FM, the salon business show with your host, Zoe Galil Springer. For your industry, by your industry.
0: At Forest, we don't have a job, we have a purpose. It's to help salon, spa, and clinic owners just like you to succeed.
1: Nearly 20 years ago, our founder and CEO, Ronan Percival, was working as a receptionist in a busy salon in Dublin when he had a career defining realization. On today's episode, we're sharing the story of Forest Salon Software. And to do this, there was only one guest I could bring back on Ronan himself.
0: Hi, right. always a pleasure.
1: Ronan, the way you start telling the story of Forrest is that you had worked prior customer service jobs, but you soon discovered that nothing compared to the atmosphere of being in a salon. What did you realize working there? What was so different about it?
0: Uh, yeah, this is something that really, it just it stayed with me my whole life because it's nearly 20 years ago now, uh, unbelievably, that that I worked in a salon for the first time. But basically I had... When I went to university, I always had to do about 20, 25 hours a week working in takeaways, fast food joints, shops, like grocery stores, that kind of thing, just to help pay my rent or uh, and whatever in, in college. And so I, I had a lot of jobs like that. I was a waiter for a couple of years. I was a barman for a year. So I, I'd done a lot. I must have done about you know, 10, or 11 of those jobs for a significant period of time, You know, at least a couple of months each one. So I've done a lot of you know client-facing jobs. I like client-facing jobs, like talking to people, helping them, all that kind of stuff. So I enjoyed that, but um, but those jobs, you know, they also can get a bit monotonous time to time depending on the job and things like that. So what was really interesting when I worked in a salon for the first time as a receptionist was, in theory, I was standing behind a desk serving customers, which isn't that different to nearly all those other jobs, but but it was totally different. And um, I remember like just that the day just flew by in a way that it didn't in some of those other jobs. And some of them were good, like being a barman so the time did go, does go quite quickly in that kind of job. But, but I found that um, working in a, in a corner store, it was, it's called a spa here. And I found that job incredibly boring. Like, you know, I, I'd be within five minutes of, of clocking in, I was checking my watch to see how long time I had left. It was incredibly boring and the day would really drag and that just never happened. From the minute I started work, people would be coming in the door, they'd be in great form coming in, they'd be really looking forward to their appointment in the salon. And then, you know, you'd take their coach, you'd have them wait, whatever it is you were going to do. And then they would, you know, they'd have their stylist or therapist come along, they'd go off, have their treatment or service or a haircut, whatever it was, because it was a hair and beauty salon. when they came back to the desk, like an hour later or 90 minutes later, you know, depending on what they had done, it was like they were even feeling even better than they were when they, when they arrived. And what was amazing about that is that's basically if people are really like, if everybody that you're meeting is in really good form, like, there's a positive energy from that that is really hard to describe unless you've experienced it, but it puts you in good form. Or it's really hard for you if you're in bad form to stay in bad form when everyone you're chatting to is in good form. You felt like you were really making a difference for them, like there's different stories you'd hear over time. You know, people might have had a rough week, They might of issues at home, issues at work. They come in, this is a place where they're pampered, not just pampered, but they're made to feel special. It's all about them. You know, they look, feel great, whatever it is, but like you just, you know, they just feel great leaving. Nearly everyone felt great leaving, and and you just got just fed off that energy. And it's just a different energy in that environment than it is in all those other businesses. And I never knew that before I'd worked in a salon. I just never knew that. And But then having been there for a week, I was like, wow, this, I just, I just fell in love with it. And I was just like, this is somewhere I could work for the rest of my life. I didn't know what I'd do there, but I was just, there was definitely, and like, here I am, you know, nearly 20 years later. And I, yeah, I've been working in this industry nearly two decades and I'm going to be working in it for at least another two decades, I would say, you know, so, so, um, and I think people are very lucky. I think people who work in it are really lucky to work. In it I think a lot of people know that, but there's, you know, for people who aren't in the industry, they don't understand what a great uh, industry it is that way. And actually, whenever they do um, job satisfaction surveys, don't know if you've ever seen this Zoe, but this industry, both hairdressing, beauty therapy, they always score in the top five um, careers in terms of job satisfaction, and way more than other jobs that have way higher like earning potential, let's say. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously the pay isn't as good. Um, There is ways to earn more money, you know, by becoming a salon owner and building a good business and all that kind of stuff. So there's obviously opportunities in the industry, but the base pay is a lot less than other jobs. Um, But the job satisfaction is way higher. So you get, you know, you're getting other benefits from it that sometimes people aren't aware of. And I think that's something I'd love to share more because we could get so many more people coming into the industry particularly at a time right now where you know the industry is really struggling for people like every industry is struggling to get good people our industry is massively struggling um people are aware that the job satisfaction you get you know i think we could attract a lot a lot of good people away from other areas where they might you know get paid the same or more but just not feel as good about their life you know what i mean so that whole thing just i'm fascinated with
1: not long after working the reception desk, Ronan noticed the owner was struggling with the same primary issues. First, the salon was consistently dealing with at least one or two no-shows a week, and over time, this was adding up to a fairly significant loss in revenue.
0: I was the receptionist, so um, I realized fairly early on that you know s- salons have trouble with no-shows, um, like lots of businesses that take appointments. But like basically, you know, if an appointment is worth 50 euros or $80 for an hour or $100 for an hour or whatever if somebody doesn't turn up that hour is gone but the, as the owner I still have to pay some sort of wage I have to pay my rent I have to pay my costs on that hour but it's gone you know I can't get it back the customer might come back but it's coming back in the future that's a big problem for a salon like you know uh, if, if you just have and like in the case this salon like it was losing maybe two appointments a day like it was a fairly busy place you know i might have had 30 or 40 appointments a day you know obviously more some days of the week but like two three appointments out of 30 40 doesn't sound like a lot you know what i mean like when you're there as a receptionist at the start like it's like okay so someone doesn't turn up whatever you don't you think about it for two seconds and you move on because you're fairly busy but you add that up like it adds up to thousands of times every month and maybe thirty or forty thousand dollars in lost appointments in a year in one salon and it like it was a decent sized salon but it wasn't like the biggest one ever either you know so the really big salon would probably be two or three times that the smaller one might be half that but half of that is still a lot of money like ten twenty thousand dollars a year so a lot of money from a small thing that you don't even realize and if you listen to this are a salon owner twenty or thirty thousand you know, in extra revenue in a year is life-changing because that can, you know, that can, well, A, you can maybe take that out as cash for yourself or you can reinvest it in your business, like in improving the premises, doing more marketing to get more customers, maybe hiring another staff member or paying a pay rise to some number to make sure they stay. Like there's so much you could do with twenty or $30,000. Like it's a huge amount of money to improve your business or your life, whatever way you, you want to do with it so uh, and that's why there's that every year you know with no shows it's not like that's just this year it's every year it's every month so it was like wow could we solve this by sending a text message which at the time was really a new idea like text messages, people had just started sending each other text messages on their phone only a year or two before so it was like it was really new area text messages was like cutting edge you know it's kind of hard to, To explain that to people now because it feels so kind of just part of your life so you know old school almost but like at the time it was cutting edge
1: so this begs the question how was forest actually born
0: yeah like it was born over a period of time it was like a series of light bulb moments over the course of probably two years always wanted to have my own business like even when i was in college like i was saying earlier and i was working in all these jobs I was also trying to start companies and businesses all the time as well. (laughs) None of them went anywhere, but that was, you know, so I was always wanted to do that. I just didn't know what it would be. Uh, And it was actually working in the salon that I got some ideas of that industry, which I liked. It was like, here's some things we could do. And I had a co-founder guy called Jamie. He, you know, between us, we got another guy to write the software that would send these appointment reminders and I was working the salon so I was able to send them out um you know each night by clicking the buttons that you know I was writing down the appointments on paper but also be able to send the messages through the internet up on dial up all that stuff you can imagine so it was it was a faff but it was it was great because within a month of us doing these reminders every day cut down her no shows by 70% so instead of her having a two to three a day she was sometimes only having one a day if that and like that was the the impact that it had um and at the time if you if you think about it this way nobody was really getting text messages so if you got a message you took it really seriously so it was it was such a good way of doing that you know now they still work even today but they don't work as effectively and you have other things like deposits and things like that that you do to try and reduce no shows but at the time that worked really well so so that was kind of really how forest was born now when we were doing that we didn't we weren't really thinking oh wow we're going to have for us today is a salon software product that does, you know, all a salon's business on their appointments to their, you know, their client, CRM, the client management, their point of sale, their payments, their reporting, their marketing. Like, like it's obviously this huge product now, but like at the time we didn't see, I didn't see that. We didn't think, oh, wow, we've done these appointment reminders. It's going to end up as that. But if you look back, you go it's like, that's where it started because we had a bit of software and we're sending these reminders. Um, so so I suppose that is the point you know, if you take back, that's the point where Forrest really, really started to be born, let's say.
1: Setting up a business takes courage and it's not always easy. So I asked Ronan, was there any particular struggles he faced getting started and whether he could describe the moment he knew it was all worth it? Um,
0: Yeah, like, you know, there's a lot of struggles at the start. I mean, we did. So I like what happened was I left working in that salon fairly soon after because I knew, we, you know, it was clear that other salons wanted the tool or what some version of it. Um, but it was just like, that sounds like, wow, we did this thing and then, you know, one wanted it. But it was a slog. Like we, I think we got like 20 salons, or it was 12 or 20 in the first 12 months, so it's not very many. And it's not enough to really pay everyone, you know, three or four people's wages even. So like it was it was tight like I, I didn't get paid for the first year or two I was still getting the dole you know and stuff like that and so like you know, so we could pay people to work for us instead you know rather than us taking the money and there was a couple of times we met, we didn't have enough money for payroll even though we weren't even paying ourselves like and I, we had to go down to the bank I remember really clearly me and Jamie go down to the bank to get a five thousand euros it was, there, you know, overdraft so that we could pay two people <laughs> their monthly salary and we had to take a loan out between us to, to do it, like, and you know, you're just like, I don't even know how we got a loan, couldn't have any money, you know what I mean, so it's like, so it's that kind, of, you know, somehow we convinced the bank to do that and we, we you know, we, I think we had a, a sale coming through and we were able to show stuff to try and convince the bank and thank God we did because the whole thing would have folded then and there. So we had things like that, you know, and it was stressful. Like, it's funny looking back at it, you're kind of like, oh, wow, we did that, isn't that cool? At the time I was, sh- you know, shitting myself, like, you know? So it was just really stressful. I, you know, weren't sleeping that well. You know, you just really, 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 like really affecting you. And in a way it was lucky that I was kind of young. So I, I was so young that I didn't really, I didn't have a family or, you know, I don't think I even had a girlfriend or anything. So I didn't, you know, I didn't have like, responsibilities, you know, it's just to myself. Um, so I was able to deal with the stress, really. Like, I, I, I couldn't even imagine having that stress. Because a lot of people launch businesses later in life, you know, and I think the most common age is like 38 or something to launch a business. Um, but a lot more on the line, you know, like your mortgages and all that kind of stuff. And you, you have a lot more life experience as well. So you probably make less mistakes, but you, yeah, you don't. So anyway, those things were tough. Like, when did I know it was worth it? I'm not sure I knew it at the time. You know, I I, I knew enough to keep going because each year went by, we'd have more customers than we had the year before. So we were getting somewhere. You know, we knew there was always, the future always looked brighter than the present. So that kind of keeps you going. In 2011, we raised money from investors for the first time. And we hadn't done that for like six, seven years. We just existed hand to mouth for the first six, seven years, which, like most businesses, with little bits of a grant from here or there, or you know, you get the bank to give you a bit of an overgraph, whatever, it was just, we just survived. But then the business is big enough at that point, we probably had five or 600 clients and we launched in the UK and we you know, we had 20 people, I think working 20, 25 people working for us at that point. And, we had a real business, you know what I mean? Like each month we had revenue coming in from all those customers. So you just, you know, like whatever happened, even if you had a bad month, you'd still hit payroll. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, or, you, or you'd or you be close to it in payroll. So, you, you you know, you had a, a real business. And I remember thinking, you know, a real business that other people were prepared to invest in as well. And so it was just like, yeah. I remember just smiling at some point around that time. <laughs> I go, yeah, this is definitely worth it.
1: Today, Forest Salon software is used by hair, beauty and clinic professionals worldwide, freeing teams up to focus on their passion and business success. More creativity, less admin. And known globally for providing the best salon marketing tools, Forest now touches every point of the salon experience from custom salon apps, online bookings and stock control through to e-commerce and payments.
0: It's like a series of light bulb moments of like Say the first one was wow, we can use technology to solve a problem with the appointment reminders, which is fantastic. But the next light bulb moment, which is a story I can tell you now, is really where you'd say that's forest. Because, like, after this, we pretty much are still doing this today in some form. Um, and, and it's to do with marketing. Basically, what happened was we got all the, these phone numbers from people to do these appointment reminders. So we were building up this database of like a thousand phone numbers. But we we weren't thinking of it that way, but that's effectively what was happening by taking someone's number, sending them a reminder. We had their name and their number now in a database. And so as everyone knows, uh, pre-COVID at least, you know, it used to be really busy coming up to the holidays or Christmas time or that time, you know, in December, because everybody, you know, goes out to have their 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 holiday party in work or in wherever you know in school or whatever it is it's all that so people go out to the, everyone goes goes and goes to the salon uh, in that run up to, to the end of December and so every salon is really really busy but then in January you know it's the hangover after the holidays and obviously it's traditionally anyway it's the quietest period of the year because everybody's got no money left and also there's no parties and everyone's a bit depressed so nobody's going out and then like it's obviously starts to pick up again towards the end of february going into march and the weather is getting better and you know things like that so uh this is my first experience working in salon so like i was learning all of this you know uh, at the time but i came back from christmas uh the christmas holidays here and came into salon and and you know like the appointment book was empty like there was hardly anything in it you know, it's kind of like a bit of a panic for seller owner because they're looking at it and they're kind of going, "Oh my god," you know what I mean? I've no appointments, and what are we going to do? You know, everyone knows that nobody wants to really go out or anything, so you know, it's kind of hard to think what would happen. And she basically, you know, gave me the task, you know, as the rese- you know person sort of managing the front desk and all like to come up with something. What we did was we and Jamie. I co-founder helped with this as well like we came up with this idea as basically we've got all these phone numbers why don't we send out a marketing text so like to those numbers and how we worked it was that we would do a promotion and um like in a nutshell basically there was a new product range coming out we were able to get travel sizes of the products and so of well, the and conditioners and so basically what we did was we sent out this message saying if you book an appointment this month we'll give you complimentary shampoo conditioner. Um, so we didn't even discount it. And that's really important because first the whole thing around marketing for, for salons is not to discount to do added value. And so that was the first time we ever did that. So we sent out this text, um, and like, I'll always remember it because like we sent out the text message and, you know, went out and a couple of minutes later nothing had happened and then the phone rang and I answered the phone and as they were saying oh I've just got this text and I was sort of booking them in and as I was doing that the phone was ringing I could hear like it, you know there was another line call trying to get in so I, as soon as I put it down I picked it up again and I could hear another one in the background and literally I was just like I didn't stop talking for five hours I was just booking in appointments and um, because so we only had one phone, so it, like it all came through there, and it was just like crazy. Over the course of the whole promotion, we sent out one text message, and we basically she was booked out for the entire month of January and going into February, even though it was only meant to be for the for the month of January. So it was an amazing result, and people were like like people were like, "Well, you only sent out a thousand messages, but like what happened was people were just forwarding the message to each other, like to friends who'd never been to the salon because it was just such a new and novel thing to get." But, like, that was where Forrest born, and that's, like, your light bulb moment, when the phone's not stop ringing, and after you've bro- caught your breath for a second <laughs> to go to the bathroom or something, you know, just to have a break, you're like, this is amazing. That's Forest, like, that's using technology in the salon to get them busier, um, using, you know, the numbers that we're collecting anyway. So you're collecting the numbers from the day-to-day of making a put and you're using that information to do marketing to them. That's Forest, like we help salons get the clients back in more often spending more like that's basically what every salon owner in the world wants you know you want to have your customers spending more money with you so it's just like it does that and that's everything we've done like we've loyalty programs you know we make branded apps we do huge email campaign systems that people can do you know AI that's sort of coming up with slots that are available for different people and and on and on and online reputation, make sure they rank higher on Google and all the things that Forrest does now from a marketing point of view, using the information that we've collected in the system to market their business and help make sure they're busier. So in a way, what we did that day is, you know, well, it's not 20 years yet, but 17 years or whatever it is. We're still doing the same thing. in some way and and the idea is not any smaller like you know we we're there to help provide these marketing help marketing tools in a basic simple form for any selling owner can start getting up and running get our launch program going get our newsletters going out make sure she's ranking higher in google make sure she's got better online booking systems like just do all that stuff and you will have a better business like you know so that's kind of where the the drive comes from from them
1: amazing well you hinted at a few milestones there my next question is what have been the key milestones for forest uh, from setting up all the way through to what it has become today
0: yeah so you're right i have kind of mentioned a few there haven't i so yeah i would say the first two milestones are without doubt doing the appointment reminders and that sms campaign in that january of the salon that's forest came from those two things so they're, they're the two milestones um and then it was about even when we went out we just had an appointment software at the start so we just sold appointment software with reminders on it we did we didn't have anything else it didn't become a full salon software until 2005. it was about like a year later uh, after going full-time on it and that and basically what that was was like we had a point of sale and appointments combined i mean it was very basic to what you know salon software is today but it was like we had a thing that a salon could run their business on effectively at the front desk around 2005 so that was kind of big you know and then that's what we were selling from then on you know we weren't selling apartments anymore we were just selling that to salons Uh, and we did pretty well over about four years you know got a good few hundred salons doing it and then we launched in the UK 2009 so like milestone because like Ireland it's a small country you know you're never going to have a international, you know, if you just stay in Ireland, the potential for a business like this is quite limited. Um, so obviously launching in the UK, suddenly it's like 10 times as big a market, but also like 10 times as many competitors and, you know, lots of other challenges. That's a big milestone. And like once we did that, Forest grew a lot because even though the Irish market was declining at the time because there was a huge recession on we were more than making up for it with the UK. So it's just suddenly like, wow, if we're in the UK, then it's, you start to think, well, we can go beyond the UK. There's such a huge opportunity out there. Um, 2010, we launched online booking for the first time, and that's obviously such a big part of the industry. And you need to have someone's software if you're going to do online booking. And obviously at the time, no one really booked online, but it's become, you know it's, it's not even a debate now, obviously. Um, and then 2011, what I mentioned earlier when we raised money for the first time from investors and that allowed us to really build a much better version of our product uh, and invest in hiring some more people into the company and um, without just living hand to mouth all the time where we could only hire someone if we'd made enough money the previous month. we could now even go like well next year we want to do x here's the money you know it wasn't a huge amount of money but it was like compared to what we'd had at that point it was huge so that was a big mind shift because when you start thinking more long term and less in the short term you're working on the business as opposed to in it you know you've heard the cliche everyone's heard it like but it just your business really does start to take off when you do that um but i'm really glad that i didn't do that from the start like you know part of me is like some people say, like if you just raise money like seven years earlier you could have moved much faster it's true um, and like there's competitors of ours, like in every industry, who've raised money from the start, and they've gone way faster than us in the early days. But what I learned in those early days is I learned a lot about myself, we, our team. We, you know, we learned a huge amount about the industry. Like I, apart from just working in the salon, I was like meeting salon owners every day. So by the time we'd raised money, I would probably visited 2,000 salons. Like I had incredible, like, Knowledge, like you know, about the industry and an empathy towards it and connection and things like that, which is is really important and gives you a kind of purpose. Using that money that we raised in that, we launched Forest Cloud, so we moved into the cloud in 2012, and. um, then the product was just much better than it was before it had all these social media marketing things and we had a facebook thing where you could get more facebook likes can it doesn't it only worked for a few years at the time but it was huge because facebook was just taking off as a marketing tool for salons and so you know, we kind of plugged into that and then we launched in finland in 2013 and the us in 2014 which is obviously uh, what's become our biggest market now um you know we weren't they weren't big launches or whatever but there. were the quicker you get in, and over a few years, you start to get going. Um, we held our first summit in 2015, Zoe. So that was like, uh, that's six years ago, seven years ago now. Whoa. It's a long time. And we, I think we only had five, but we obviously missed because of the COVID. But those were huge because like that first one, we only had like 150 people in the room, but it was just really lovely. I mean, I had all these clients that have been with us for years, loads of people I've met going around selling forests. 10 years earlier all in the room and they kind of they'd kind of been on the journey with us and we just felt a huge debt of gratitude to them but also like you know proud of having helped them as well and it was just a really nice feeling for everyone that's you know the first summit, and all the summits then thereafter obviously they got bigger and people started coming from all around the world and stuff but just um it was a real milestone you know so we definitely want to get back to that, and you know, we're going to, you know, next year again. And then we launched in Germany and Australia in 2017, two markets that are flying for far. I mean, we've nearly 2,000 customers now in both the, in those two markets, which is amazing. I mean, it took us 15 years to get to 2,000 customers, like in total, and we've done it in just those two markets alone. Just amazing. Uh, and then launching in Forest Pay. Uh, in the US in 2018. So that would be, you know, payment terminals where the credit card processing is linked to the software, which we're now in the process of rolling out everywhere around the world. And like just the way that's all gone, where payments has become such a huge thing for the customer experience in a salon, you know, where they can just use a card on file and things like that. And just making the online booking process and the, the visiting process so much slicker and easier, helps the salon collect more revenue you know it's just it's it's sort of a win-win all around so that has been a big milestone and then i'd say the final a big one would be been in the last year was that we've had someone called paolo bruguzzi and someone else called jana Renner join our board in the last six months and Paolo is the CEO of Davines, which is a huge and comfort zone, which are two big premium brands, hair care and colour and beauty product brands. And then Jenna Renert is the founder and chairwoman of Image Skincare, which I think is pretty much the biggest professional skincare range in the world, or one of one of the top two or three. So two massive people in the industry, really passionate about salons, been working in the industry for decades and have achieved huge things. You know, if ethics is a really big part of what they do, you know. Daveness is a huge social and, and environmental constitution or at its core as a business. You know, so people who have built businesses in a really nice way, in a good way, in a really long term way, I have a huge foresight about the industry. And to have people like that on the board now, you know, we're having conversations that are really, really high level. And when you think about where forests can go with that kind of expertise, it's, it's really exciting.
1: When you work at a company, there's always at least one moment in time that you hold really close to heart, some special memory. But as a founder, and I'm sure any owner listening to this can relate, there's so many of these moments. And when I asked Ronan what one moment in Forest history he'll always hold close to heart, this is what he said.
0: So, you know, when you ask this question, what jumps into my head first, it's not really got anything to do with the business, but it's about the team and and um Back since 2014 or 2015 we, as a big activity for the the team, I think there's about 30, 40 people in the team at the time, rather than us go off and do a day's offsite somewhere and do paintballing or something, we thought we'd do try and do something good. And so there was a senior home, you might say, in the States, um, not that far from the office, like a mile or two from the office. um, And it's in the Phoenix Park. It's called St. Mary's. It's really well known in Ireland. It's a slightly neglected place, and they have like loads of amazing grounds around it, but they're all kind of overgrown and stuff like that, or they were at the time. And so we said that we would go and take one of these fields, basically, or well, like an old garden, and redo it over the course. And we did it over two days. So the whole team just went out. It was like a, it was in May or June, and it was like the weather was lovely. You know, it was like twenty, twenty-five degrees, and. We just worked all day for two days, laying all the lawns and the flowers and building the fences and painting everything and just make it really nice. At the end of that day, I just had the best feeling I've ever had. and I, Everyone who was there, like, feel the same about that day. All the old folks came out and, you know, were enjoying the garden and they have been, like, teasing us a bit when we were doing it as well. You know, like, they're a good crack, to, the, you know they were like what the hell are you doing or whatever but then they you know they preset as well but they you know they came out and they enjoyed it and we, but we like it was for them like we were doing it for them but we were also kind of we got this incredibly good feeling ourselves and it was just we were all sitting around and we were having a beer in the lawn and then we went down to a pub that you walk through Speaks Park and walk 20 minutes away and we went to a pub there and I'll just never forget it like I just like loads of people that were there like you know Barry Quinn and uh, Sarah Matt and all these people, you know, Rob Norton, like so many people are still here in Forest, and they all, you know, we all kind of shared that. And I just, I've never, and our, every year after we did another garden the next year, and then we did, um, we organized a dance for some old folks another time. And we've, we try and do something each year. We haven't been able to the last couple of years now with COVID, but um, it's always, yeah, just, I'll always remember that for the rest of my life. Just, it was a great feeling.
1: Alongside of that, Forrest has always had a passion for environmental issues. We have a vision to leave the environment and industry in a better place for generations to come. Now, we know that even small changes have a big impact on our planet. So in 2019, Forrest made an official statement of intent to take action on the climate emergency by establishing the Forest CSR team and focusing on four areas in which we drive our green initiatives.
0: Yeah, so I would say there's the industry itself, there's our workplace, like How we work in forest. There's kind of things we can volunteer on, and then there's things we can fundraise for. So that would be the four things. If we think about the industry, back in 2009, pre COVID, we held the first um, sustainability event in the UK and Ireland called Conscious Hair and Beauty, which was like an event like the summit or whatever, smaller obviously, but just where we had people talking about practical advice and how you could have an impact for salons that wanted to really take environment more seriously which is increasing all the time and we also work with different organizations now in different countries that do this similar thing so there's green circle salons in the u.s which basically they enable salons to collect this green circle fee from the clients which then goes to making sure that all the waste in the salon is dealt with properly because there's a lot of chemicals obviously and hair care products and things like that you can imagine and there's lots of tinfoil and different things used so it just means the waste is collected properly and, and stuff like that. There's a Green Salon Collective in the UK, which is something similar. I mean, they're all a little bit different from each other, but it's the same concept. It's all about disposing of the waste in a, in a proper way. So that's, you know, they're kind of some of the things that we can do in the industry. There's sustainable practices that they introduce and help salons with. And then in 2009, we also invited Salons around the world to take part in the Forest Paperless Pledge, which is basically where you go paperless in the salon for for a week. And um going to be working on that again as well. In our workplace, there's a lot of people pretty passionate about this, so you know that, Zoe. So, you know, like, the year or two before COVID, we've been doing stuff for the ocean cleanup, and so we did things where, like, everyone in Forest to go out, clean up a beach nearby, because we have people all around the world now So we did beaches in the states we did beaches in finland and australia and ireland and england and everything and that was cool and then we you know raised money for the ocean cleanup project as well which is obviously to get rid of all the plastic in those huge garbage patches in the pacific and stuff like that Uh, i think we raised over 10 grand in 2019 just from from staff like just for that um and we've got the forest businesses run in a really environmental way we've got we put a lot of solar panels up on the HQ obviously we weren't in the HQ the last couple of years but still all there so we're carbon neutral at Forest because like not only the electricity usage of our main office is all provided by solar panels and things like that but we work with this company that means that we have this forest in in the centre of Ireland where we plant trees every year and those trees obviously help reduce our carbon footprint as well and we're a family member of Irish Tech goes carbon neutral, which is a bunch of tech companies in Ireland who do a lot of work around like planting trees and different things to help uh, raise awareness for all that. So there's loads of things like that and then, you know, yeah, like I think we we offset 615 tonnes of carbon in 2019 just from the trees that we planted, you know what I mean, which is pretty cool. And then the more trees we plant each year, as they grow bigger as well, they soak in more carbon and stuff like that. So, you know, as the years go by, it gets more and more effective. Yeah, and then like, obviously, we're, we were kind of moving more towards a hybrid remote working practice. I mean, Zoe so used to work in the office in Dublin, you now live in Montreal, so you're an example of that. So we'd more and more, we were kind of going that way anyway, as, as you know, but like that's obviously accelerated over the last few years. And so we're not, you know, the office we have now can support a much bigger company because we're not really already working in there. So, you know, people working from home, less driving around, you know, it's all, you know, that all helps as well, reduce reduce our impact on the environment um so um yeah so i think that's like there's more as well but that's just the stuff that's on top of my head um but hoping to do a lot more around it you know i'm really into this but like you know my wife works in environmental justice as well like we're kind of big into it in my house but it's touching everyone now and like in forest like there's the more people that join the company you know, on the hand, the ones that are joining now are more into it than, say, the guys that joined five years ago. So uh, it's just building the momentum around that.
1: We say this all the time, but it's true. Forest is more than just a technology company. We're proud to be a life force for our industry. Our system helps businesses to manage, market and grow, not just through innovation and technology, but through mentoring, education and unrivaled support.
0: I'm really proud of the industry, like I I was, you know, I didn't know much about this industry working in it, but I'm really proud of all the clients we have, you know, they're really resilient bunch, like they really do a lot to set up a business, employ people, train people, help their clients, you know, give their clients feel special, like we talked about all the way back at the beginning, the way people go into a salon or a spa, really looking forward to going in there, it's because, you know, the owners built that up and, and the staff that work there, you know, make that true, you know, so. I'm really proud of them. I'm just really proud that so many of them want to work with us. And I'm proud that we're able to obviously make a difference for them. I hope that the reason that we so many of them using it is because they get value from Forest, and that we help them grow their business and we help them get their clients back in more often, which is really what it all started as. We empower and inspire salon, spa and clinic owners to grow fantastic businesses while attracting and delighting loyal clients and talented staff.
1: Born on the salon floor. Bread to help you thrive. Thanks for listening to Forest FM. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. As always, you can head over to Forest.com forward slash FM to catch all the latest from the show, as well as check out all the links and resources mentioned throughout the episode. And if you've got any feedback, be sure to let us know. Send us an email at ForestFM at Forest.com. Brought to you by Forest Salon Software. Forest FM episodes air weekly, sharing inspiring stories from the salon floor and amplifying community voices all over the globe. In your salon, we're at the heart of it. This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z, Montreal's cutting edge post production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Great music makes great moments.